Shalom to all. Today's office of Almanzaf Pei Zion. We are starting Pei Vavon Bay's six lines up from the bottom with a brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam, Sarah, Basab, Yaakov, Maisha, Her Nisham, Shadav, and Aliyah. Hello, Lili Nishmas, Yerach, Mil, Mardachai, Ben Rabchaim, His Nisham, Shadav, and Aliyah. And the Mishnah says, Basi Sol, Shanis, Lakain, Basi Sol, Mayor, Lakain, Techel, Bachuma, she's allowed to eat Chuma, because now she's married to a Kain. Mace, let's say he dies, Vlahi Menu Ben, but she has a son from him, Techel, Bachuma, she's still allowed to continue eating Chuma, because she has a son from the Kain. Nisus Levi, let's say she now marries a Levi, Techel, Maisha, she's only allowed to eat Maisha, she's not allowed to eat Chuma anymore. Now she's the wife of a Levi, so she loses her kahuna status. She's Ladi Meiser, but not Truma. Mace, Vlahi Manu Ben, let's say he dies and she has a son from his Levi, Taicho of Meiser, she's still allowed to continue eating Meiser. Nisus Le Yisrael, let's say she now marries a Yisrael, Loi Taicho Lebetruma Vlahi Meiser, she's not allowed to eat Truma or Meiser because she lost her status of being the wife of a Kayan and a Levi. Now she's married to Yisrael, so she's the wife of Yisrael. Mace, Vlahi Manu Ben, let's say he dies and she has a son from the Yisrael, Loi Taicho Lebetruma Vlahi Meiser, she's not allowed to eat Truma or Meiser. Mace, Benam Yisrael, let's say her son from the Yisrael died. Meiser, she's allowed to go back to eating Meiser because she has a son from the Levi. Mace Benami Levi, let's say her son from the Levi died. She's allowed to go back to eating Chuma because she has a son from the Kayin. Mace Benami Kayin, let's say her son from the Kayin also died. She's not allowed Chuma or Meiser because she has no connection to that Kayin or that Levi anymore. She's just considered like a regular Bas Yisrael. Now it's the other way around. Bas Kayin, we have a Bas Kayin that now married to Yisrael. She's not allowed Chuma anymore. She can't go back to her father's house to eat Chuma. She's married to Yisrael. Let's say Mace her Yisrael husband died and she has a son from him. She's not allowed to go back to her father's house to eat Chuma because she has a son from the Yisrael. Nisus Levi, let's say she married a Levi. She's allowed If he died and she has a son from the Levi, she's allowed let's say she now marries a Kayin. She's allowed let's say the Kayin dies and she has a son from him. She's allowed to continue eating Chuma. Let's say her son from the Kayin died. She's not allowed Chuma anymore. Let's say her son from the Levi died. She's not allowed to eat Meiser. Meis Benami Yisrael. Let's say her son from the Yisrael died. Chazer Slebei Savia. She goes back to her father's house. Valzayin Amaran. On this, the pasuk says, "V'shav al Beis Savia Kinureha." She goes back to her father's house, like in her youth. Milechem Avia Toichal. She's allowed to eat the bread of her father, meaning she's allowed to go back to eating Truma. And now the Gemara talks about the first case of the Mishnah, where she was married to a Kain, had a child, then married to a Levi, had a child, then married to Yisrael, had a child, then her child from the Yisrael died, and then her child from the Levi died. The Mishnah says, "Meis Benami Levi Toichal B'Truma." When her son from the Levi dies, she's allowed to go back to eating Truma. Why? She's allowed to go back to eating Truma because of her son. She had a son from the Kayin. Minalan, how do we know that? So Amravaba Amaravi tells us Bas Ubas. Baso could have said Bas, but instead it says Ubas, and we learn from there that as long as she has a child, she's allowed to continue eating Truma. The Gemara says, Come on, who's our Mishnah like Rabbi Kiva? It seems like it's Rabbi Kiva, the Darsh Vave, he darshans this extra Vav. The Gemara says, No, Afilotem Rabbanan could even be the Rabbanan. Kula Ubas, Krayseruhu. The entire wording of Ubas Kain is extra because the previous Pasuk already said Ubas Kain. So this Pasuk doesn't have to say Ubas Kain. We already know. We're talking about Abbas Kain. From the fact that the words Ubas Kain are repeated again, and those words are extra, even the Rabbanon would agree to this drasha. At Tanabon, we have a brisa which addresses the last case of the Mishnah. She Chazaris, when she goes back to her father's house after everyone passed away, she's Abbas Kain, now she's going back to her father's house. She goes back to eating Truma in her father's house, but she's not allowed to go back to eating the Chaz and the Shaykh. As we've said many times, the Chaz and the Shaykh are the portion of a carbon shlamim that a Kain receives. When she goes back to her father's house, she is not allowed to eat the Chaz and the Shaykh. And Omar Chiz to Omar Vina Barshila, Micro, what's the positive that supports this? He when a Baskain marries a Yisrael, the Pasuk tells us that she's not allowed to eat Chumas HaKadshim. What do we learn from here? She's not allowed to eat that which was separated from Kadshim. That's referring to Chazan Shaykh, which is separated from Kadshim. Now, Rav Nachman Amara Baravu, he says it's a different source. The Pasuk tells us, When she goes back to her father's house, she's allowed to eat from his bread. She's not allowed to eat all his bread. That's excluding the Chaz and the Shaykh. Bread over here is obviously not referring specifically to bread, it's referring to food, which means she's allowed to eat from the food of her father, some of it, but not all of it. 
Chazan Shaykh is excluded. But I'm asking for Rabbi Barachama. Rabbi Barachama asks the following question. Who says that when she goes back to her father's house after her husband, who is a non-Kain, divorced her or he died, that we're saying that she's not allowed to eat Chazan Shaykh? Ema, why didn't I say Pratla Fars Nadarm? That her father's not allowed to be made for her Nadarm anymore. We know that before she was married, if she made a nether, if she made a vow, her father was able to be made for that. He was able to annul her vow. Why don't we say that when she comes back to her father's house after the situation happened, that he's not allowed to be made for her Nadarm anymore? But she would be allowed to eat Chazan Shaykh. So Amarava, he says, Kfar Paska, Tanah de Bishmol, Atana from the Mesmesh of Rabbi Shmol, already Paskin, that's not so. The Tanah de Bishmol, Shmol, the Pasuk tells us, Neder Almanu, Grusha Yakumalea, that the Neder made by an Almanu or a Grusha shall be established upon her and no one's able to be made for it. And we ask Matamalemer, what does that teach us? She's already left the Roshus of her father and she's left the Roshus of her husband. Because once her father marries her off, he loses the ability to be made for her Nadarim. And once her husband divorces her or dies, obviously her husband can't be made for her Nadarim anymore either. So what does the Pasuk need to tell us that for? So Ella must be what the Pasuk saying is, we're referring to a case where the father handed her off to the shluchim of the husband. The husband had sent shluchim to go take her in for marriage, and the father had handed her off, or the father's shluchim handed her off to the shluchim of the husband. And then she became an almano or a grusha along the way. How would I be able to establish upon her? I cannot confer upon her the status of being in her father's house or being in her husband's house because she was handed off by the father and not yet taken into the husband's status. And the Pasuk is telling you, the moment she left the Roshos of the father, he's not able to be made for her Nadarim. So it can't be the Pasuk of is telling us that she's allowed to eat all the food in her father's house, Truma and Chazavashayk, and we're just excluding her from Hafar's Nadarim by her father. We already know that her father can't be made for her Nadarim. It must be that we're excluding her from eating Chazavashayk. Now Safra Amar, he tells us, the Pasuk tells us she can eat from the bread of her father, Lechem it tells us she's allowed to eat bread, but she's not allowed to eat meat. Over here, bread is literal. Truma is wheat, produce, bread, so she's allowed to eat truma, but she's not allowed to eat something which is not bread, namely meat. Chazavashayk is meat. Now, her papa Amr, he says, This is telling us that she's allowed to eat lechem, which belongs to her father. Truma belongs to the Kayan himself. This excludes Chazavashayk, because that comes from the base of Mikdash, that comes from Hashem. It doesn't belong to the Kayan. He has this chus to eat it, but it doesn't belong to him. So she's only allowed to eat something that belongs to her father, Chazan Shaykh does not belong to him, therefore she's not allowed to eat it. Rav Amar, he has a different source for this. The Pasuk tells us, You're allowed to eat it. You and your son and your daughters with you. That's only at the time when she's with you. And Amar Vadabar Ava, Tana, we have a Braisak, she Chazaris, the base of Vio, when she goes back to her father's house after her husband dies or divorces her, Chazaris la Truma, Ve'enu Chazaris la Chazavashaykh, she goes back to eating Truma, but not Chazavashaykh. However, Bishvil Bina, if she's a Bas Yisrael and she was married to a Kayan and the Kayan died, but she has a son from him, Chazeres, Afal Chazavashayk, so then she's even allowed to continue eating Chazavashayk. Now, Azar of Mardachai, if Mardachai went, Amar Lashmatzak made Ravashi, he said this in front of Ravashi, Amar, he commented, where do you learn that from? Me Ubas, the Pasik tells us Ubas, and that tells us that when she has a child from the kind, she's allowed to continue eating Truma. If that's so, Miadifa Lamina, could she be better than it itself? The Pasik of Ubas, which we're learning from there, that she's allowed to continue eating Truma and Chazavashayk if she has a child, is talking about the daughter of a kind going back home to eat in the father's house. And if we know that when she goes back to her father's house, she's not allowed to eat shaykh. How could it be that when she has a son, she's allowed to eat chazav shaykh? So we say that's not a problem. Over there, specifically, we're talking about a daughter going back to her father, the Kayan's house. There's a miyot in the Pasuk that tells us that she's not allowed to eat chazav shaykh. Over here, when we're talking about her having a child from the Kayan, there's no miyot written over there, so we're able to say that she's allowed to continue eating chazav shaykh. And the Mishnah said, Bas Kayan Yisrael, and the bottom line of the entire second part of the Mishnah was that if she's a Bas Kayan and she left her father's house, she's not able to go back and eat shuma. 
calls man she's married or she has a child from someone who's not a kain. Tanar Rabban, we have a brisa. Veshavol beisavia. The pasuk tells us she's allowed to go back to her father's house and eat truma. Perat that excludes the shemeres yavam if she's a shemeres yavam. Since she's awaiting yibum, she's not going back to her father's house, so she's not allowed to eat truma. The pasuk continues and tells us kinureha. She goes back to her father's house like in her youth. Perat lemuberes. That excludes if she's a muberes. If she's pregnant, then she is not able to go back to her father's house. Even though she doesn't have a child yet from this Israel, she's still not allowed to go back to her father's house. The Gemara asks, hold on a second. We shouldn't have to need a pasuk for this. We could just make a kavachimer. Just like in a situation where we don't treat a child from the first one like a child from the second one, meaning if she was married to husband one and she had a child, he died, she married husband two, he died without a child, she's not pater from yibum just because she had a child from the first marriage, she's chayv in yibum because her second husband didn't have any children with her. But nonetheless, in that case, also uber kiyalud, we treat her when she's pregnant as if she had a baby, namely, if she's pregnant from the second husband, she is not chayv in yibum, even though she didn't have a baby yet. In a scenario where we treat a child from the first husband as if it's a child from the second husband as well, to possible her from truma, namely if she had a child from husband number one, and then husband number two died without any children, we don't say that she's allowed to go back to her father kind's house to eat truma because she has a child from husband number one. Shouldn't we say that if she's pregnant, it's like she has a child? And of course, she's not allowed to go back to her father's house to eat truma. What do we have to have this pasuk that tells us, In other words, what this lima just told us is that a woman is still chayv in yibam if she has a child from a previous marriage, as long as she doesn't have a child from this marriage, she's chayv in yibam. But if she's merely pregnant from this marriage, then she's potter from yibam. So for sure, when dealing with a baskain that has a child from a previous marriage who prevents her from eating truma in her father's house, of course, if she's merely pregnant, she should be possible from truma. So why do we need a pasuk for this? The Gemara says, Loy, that's not a valid kavachimer because Mali asar uber kiyolid le'inyan yibam. The only reason why, when she's pregnant, we treat her as if she already had a baby in regards to yibam, meaning she's going to be potter from yibam. Because in the case of Yibam, we treat people that are dead as if they're alive. Namely, if her husband died and she had a child from him, she's potter from Yibam. And even if that child subsequently dies, she's not now chayv in Yibam, she's potter from Yibam forever. We treat a child that passed away after her husband passed away as if the child is still alive in order to potter from Yibam. Are we going to say that same exact thing when it comes to Truma? We don't treat Mesim Kechayim. We know from this Mishnah and from many times that we've learned previously as well that if she has a child from a Kayin, she's allowed to continue eating Truma, but if that child from the Kayin dies, she's not allowed to eat Truma anymore. So we can't compare the case of Yibam to Truma. Tamalama, that's why we have to have a Pasuk of Kinureha, Pratlum Uberis, that excludes if she's a Muberis, she does not go to her father's house and eat Truma. And now the Gemara clarifies, We have to have this Pasuk of Muberis, and we have to have this Pasuk of Vizara Einla. The Pasuk of Kinureha tells us she doesn't go back to her father's house to eat if she's a Muberis, and Vizara Einla tells us that if she doesn't have any children, she goes back to her father's house. But if she has children from the Israel, she's not allowed to go back to her father's house and eat Truma. We need both of these Pasukim. Because of Rahman of if we only had the Pasuk of Azarainla, I would say Now, when she left her father's house, she was only one person. She was one body. When she's come back to her father's house, she's two bodies. It's her and her child. And that's why she's not allowed to eat. But if she's pregnant, when she left her father's house, she was one person. When she's come back to her father's house, she's still one person because she's pregnant. That's not considered like two people. I might say she's allowed to go back to her father's house and eat truma. So that's why we need the Pasuk of Kinura to tell us that even when she's pregnant, she's not allowed to go back to your father's house and eat truma. And because Rahman and Muberis, if we only had the Pasuk of Kinura telling us that a Muberis is not allowed to go back to your father's house and eat truma, I would say that's because Dumekar, Gufa, Pezaino, and Bezan Tapsrika, when she left her father's house originally, her body was empty, Vahashta Gufa Malyo, and now her body's full. Now she's pregnant. That's why she's not allowed to eat. Alazare in love, in regards to having children or not having children, Dumekar, Gufa, Srika, Vahashta Gufa, Srika, when she left her father's house, her body was empty. Now when she's coming back to her father's house, even though she has a child, her body is still empty. She's
she's not pregnant. I might say that there is no issue for her to eat truma. And she's allowed to eat truma even though she has a child. That's why the Pasuk says, the only way she's allowed to eat truma is if she's come back to her father's house without a child. But if she has a child from the Israel, no eating truma. And now the Gemara provides with a simon for what we're going to be talking about. Simon, Amar, Lo, Loi, Nasa, Masa, Bemisa, Nasa, Loi, Nasa, Bavlad, Yava, Mutruma, Yiba, Mutruma, Simon. So the Gemara tells us, Amalei, Rav Yehuda, Medi, Eskata, Lerava, Rav Yehuda, from Descartes told Rava, Loi, Nasa, Mesim, Kachayim, L'Inyan, Yiba, Mikal, Vachaymer. We should not treat someone who already passed away as if they're alive in regards to Yibam because of a Kavachaymer. We had just said previously that when it comes to Yibam, we treat someone who passed away as if they're alive. Namely, the husband passed away and he has a child. She's Potter from Yibam. Even if that child subsequently passes away, we treat that child who now passed away as if he's alive and we say she's completely Potter from Yibam. But we should say that that's not true based off of a Kavachaymer because just like in the situation when she has a child from her previous husband, even though she doesn't have a child from her second husband, we say that she's still possible from Truma, we don't say that Mesim is like Chaim, namely, if that child passes away, we say she's allowed to go back to her father's house and she's allowed to eat Truma. She doesn't have any children from this Israel anymore, now she's allowed to go back to her father's house and eat Truma. So, so in a situation where we don't treat the child from the first husband as if he's a child of the second husband in order to pater her from Yibam, namely, just because she has a child from her first husband, that doesn't mean she's pater from Yibam from her second husband. If she doesn't have children from her second husband, she would be Chayv in Yibam. For sure, we should say that Mesim is not like Chaim, and if her child from the husband passed away, she should now be Chayv in Yibam. The Gemara says, No, Tamalayma, we have a Pasuk that tells us, Its ways are ways of pleasantness, and all of its pathways are peace, meaning the Torah wants things to be as pleasant as possible. And if we're going to say that after she got married to a random guy because she didn't need Yibam, because she had a child, now her child died, so now she would need Chalitza, so she's going to be most her husband. She's been married to this fellow, and all of a sudden someone comes along and gives her Chalitza, it's going to be a very uncomfortable thing for her new husband that now she needs Chalitza from the old brother-in-law. So even though we technically have a Val Kavachimer, because of we would say that she does not need Chalitza. The Gemara continues, Why don't we say that Mesim are like Chaim when it comes to Truma, based off of Kavachimer? Meaning when she's a Baskayin who married a Yisrael and Yisrael died, but she had a child from that Yisrael, she's now allowed to eat Truma. Even when that child dies, she should still not be allowed to eat Truma. What's a Kavachimer? Because in the scenario that we know, that when she has a child from her previous husband, if she doesn't have a child from her second husband, that child from the first husband doesn't pot her from Yibam, but also Mesim Kechayim, we still treat a child who passed away as if he's alive to pot her from Yibam. So in the situation where her child from the previous marriage is going to be treated like a child from the second marriage, and that's going to pot her from Truma, for sure, a child who passed away should still be treated as if he's alive, and that should still pot her from Truma. She shouldn't be allowed to go back to her father's house to eat Truma. The Gemara says, no, Tom Lemur, we have a puzzle. He tells us, if she doesn't have children, and she doesn't have children, it's a simple equation. The Pasuk tells us she's allowed to go back to her father's house if she doesn't have children. And if her children pass away, so then she's allowed to go back to her father's house. But the Gemara continues asking, Why don't we treat a child from the previous husband as if it's a child of the second husband in regards to Yibam, and that even though she doesn't have a child from the second husband, she should still be potter from Yibam? What's a Kavachimer? Just like in regards to Truma, we don't treat Mesim Kechayim, and once all of her children pass away, she's allowed to go back to her father's house and eat Truma. Nonetheless, we still treat a child from the first one as if it's a child from the second one, and that child would still possible her from eating Truma. In a place where we make Mesim like Chaim when it comes to Yibam, namely a child that she had, which pottered her from Yibam, passed away. We still say that she's pottered from Yibam because she had this child. For sure, when she has a child from the first husband, that should pot her from Yibam from the second husband, even though she didn't have children. 
children from the second husband. The Gemara says that is a valid Kabbalah you're right, but Tamalimer, we have a Pasuk that says, Ubein ain't lay, if he, the deceased husband, did not have a son, and he doesn't have a son, the previous husband had a son with her, but this new husband that passed away did not have a son with her, so therefore she's Chayven Yibam. The Gemara continues though, We should say that a child that she had from the previous husband is not considered like a child from the second husband in regards to Truma, and therefore when her second husband passed away without children, she should be allowed to go back to her father's house to eat Truma, even though she had a child from her first husband. In a scenario where we treat someone who passed away as if they're alive, that patras her from Yibam, we still don't treat a child from the first husband as if it's a child from the second husband to patras her from Yibam. In a case where we don't treat someone who passed away as if they're still alive in regards to Truma, namely, once all her children passed away, she's allowed to go back to her father's house to eat Truma, and it didn't shaloy nas of Vladimir Arishin Kavlai shouldn't we say that her child from the first husband is not considered like a child from the second husband, and once her second husband passed away without a child, she's allowed to go back to her father's house and eat Truma, even though she had a child from the first one? The Gemara says, you're right, that might be a valid Kavlai but Tamalimer, the Pesach tells us, Einla, if she doesn't have a child, she's allowed to go back to her father's house. Vahayeshla, and she has a child. She might not have a child from the second husband, she has one from the first, but the bottom line is, she has a child, so she can't go back to her father's house and eat Truma. We should be able to finish the entire Masechah together, and of course, all of Shas together. And the new parak tells us, We have a woman, her husband went overseas, and then they came and they told her, we're going to soon discover, it's not they, it's really one aide came and told her, your husband passed away, and then she went and got married, and then surprise, her husband came back home, she has to leave both husbands, her original one and this new one that she married, and she has to get a get from both of them, she doesn't get a ksuba from them, not all these things that we've learned about that a regular wife does get. And this is loyal zev loyal zev, not from either of them. V'im not lo mizah mizah, and if she took from either of them, tachzer, she has to return them. V'havlad mamzer mizah mizah, a child that's born from them would be a mamzer. A child that's born from the second husband would be a mamzer dairaisa. A child that's born from the first husband, if he continued living with her after he came back, would be a mamzer dairabonon. V'loy zev zev mitamila, and if both of them are kaihanim, neither of them are allowed to be mitamil to her if she passes away. V'loy zev zev zakayim loy mitziyasa v'loy masiyadev v'loy v'hafarsin dairel. Neither of these husbands are zayche in something that she finds, in something that she makes, or in being made for her nadarim, usually a husband is allowed to keep that which his wife finds, or something that which she made, or he's allowed to be made for her nadarim. Neither of these husbands have any of these chosim. Let's say she was a Bas Yisrael, now she's possible from Kuni because she had Bias Nos. If she's a Bas Levi, she's not allowed to eat Maeser, that's a Knas. If she's a Bas Kain, she's not allowed to eat Chuma. The Yarshim of both husbands do not Yarshim or Ksuba. We're going to talk about it in the Gemara what that means. We just said she doesn't get a Ksuba. The Mesu, and if these husbands die, the brothers of these husbands would have to do chalitza, no yibam. He argues in part, he says, her ksuba has to be paid by the state of the first husband, meaning she does get a ksuba. Rebbe Lazar also argues, and he says, her first husband, her original husband, is zaycha, and that which she finds, and that which she produces, and in being made for her nadarim. Shemanimer, he also argues, and he says, that the beer chalitza of the brother of the first husband in the event that the first husband died, that's going to potter the tsaro, vein of ladmi menu mamzer, and the child is not going to be a mamzer. Now, the mission continues with just a general discussion. The imni says shaloi bershos, if she had gotten married, shaloi bershos, which we're going to see in the Gemara means that two Adim had come and said that her husband died, and Bezdin never gave her a shos to get married because she already had Adim that said, so she didn't need to go to Bezdin. So then, muteris lachserloi, she is allowed to go back to the original husband when he comes back, and it turns out he didn't die. However, nieces alpi Bezdin, if she got married based off of Bezdin, meaning one aide came and said, that her husband had died. Bezin said, you're allowed to get married, and then it turns out that her husband didn't die. Tay says she has to leave that marriage, 
not carbon, but she's potter from carbon. Loy nieces al pi bazin. If she did not get married based off of bazin, teitze v'chayavus b'carbon, she has to leave that marriage and she's chayav in a carbon. And yafa karech bazin shapaitim in a carbon. We see that bazin's karech is very strong. It potters her from having to bring a carbon. Now let's say herua bazin linase bazin paskin that she's allowed to get married v'halcha v'kilkala, and she went. She was mekalkal. She went to live with a person. She was mezane, but she didn't get married. Chayavus b'carbon. She's chayav a carbon. Shleit herua elinase. They allowed her to get married. They said, look, we have this edus that your husband died. You're allowed to go right now and get married. You're not just go live with a guy without getting married. She did that. She's chayav a carbon. Now the Gemara analyzes the Mishnah. Midiktani Sefer, from the fact that the end of the Mishnah says, Nises, Shaloi Bershos, if she got married, Shaloi Bershos, Mutar's Lachsar Loi, that she's allowed to go back to the husband. What does that mean, Shaloi Bershos Bezdin? It must be that she got married without Bezdin telling her she's allowed to get married. Elaba Adim, but she got married because Adim had come. As we had said, if two Adim came and said that your husband died, so she didn't even bother going to Bezdin, she relied on these two Adim and she got married. So Mechlal then implies Duresha, the what's the case of Duresha talking about, Bershos Bezdin, Ubeid Echad, that she got married with Bezdin's Rishos, and it was Eid Echad that had said that her husband died. Alma, what do we see from here? Eid Echad Nemon, the one Eid is believed to say that her husband died. And Utenayin Alma, we have a mission that says the same thing. Hochsaku, it became accepted. Lias Masin, Eid Mipi Eid, that we're going to allow her to get remarried. If one Eid came and said this, even though he heard it from another Eid, V'ishim Mipi Isha, or if one woman had heard it from another woman, V'ishim Mipi Evid, or a woman even heard it from an Evid, or Mipi Shifcha, or even from a Shifcha Kananis. Alma, we see from here, Eid Echad Mehemon, the one Eid is believed. Utenayin have another Mishnah that says, Eid Echad Aymer Chalto Chelev. If an Eid said, You ate Chelev, you ate something that you're not allowed to eat. Vuaymer, and he says, Loya Chalti, I didn't eat. Potter, he's Potter from bringing a carbon. Taimod, Amr Loya Chalti. The only reason why he's Potter from bringing carbon is because he contradicted that aid and said, No, I didn't eat that. Ha Ishtik, but if he was quiet, Mehemon, that implies that the aid would be believed. Alma, we see from here, Eid Echad Mehemon, the one aid is believed. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with the source for this. How do we know that one aid is believed even when we're dealing with the Dairaisa? For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.